0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of American Horror Story Podcast on BaldMove.com, where the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story television show. I'm your host, Aaron.
1: And I'm Cecily.
0: And we are back for Feedback Friday for episode 806, Return to Murder House. Uh, it seemed like the vast majority of the American Horror Story fan base really, really fucking liked this episode. Yeah, uh, we, are, you, are you among them? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, no. This is this is uh, this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. We did have we do have one dissenter at the end of the feedback. Um, that can uh, hold a candle for all the other disaffected fans. <laughs> uh, and I feel you. I feel you because I've been that disaffected fan uh, on American Horse uh, story seasons past. But holy cow, this one's just giving me exactly what I want, which is uh, more witches. Yeah. Crank, crank the witches up to 11, uh, add some warlocks, you got a happy A-run. <laughs> right. um, Throw
1: in it- some... Uh, I could do with a few more aliens.
0: So is there anything you want to talk about before we get the feedback? Because I have one. Nope. I have one thing. Okay. I was reading... I went to the Reddit, the Reddit subreddit for American Horror Story, and... I was, like, reading some stuff, and someone mentioned, I think it was in the post-episode thread, that they have a theory that this is going, since this is only a 10-episode season, um, that there is going to, this is going to be a part one and part two, that there's, like, too much story for for Apocalypse to hold. Like, this is the backstory, and then, you know, next year we're actually going to get the war between the witches and the devils and the angels and the warlocks and all that kind of stuff. Uh do you buy this theory or do you think it's wishful thinking?
1: What episode are we on right now? 5 We're, 6 6 So we've so got that means We've only got 4 left. Yep. I guess so. I I can't see them wrapping up something this big in four 45 minute episodes.
0: Well, what they, you know, what they they start doing the hour cuz like last night was uh like oh, an was hour the longest, 18. Yeah, yeah, it
1: was the longest episode they've ever had.
0: Yeah. So he could start doing like Game of Thrones season eight stuff, where every episode is a is a ninety minute movie from here on out. Yeah, uh, I don't know because like I'm honestly, if the next two seasons are this consistent universe and just as epic, that like I could get down with that. I think now you know mid- midway through the next season, I might like uh, but like right now, I'm I'm loving it and I, I kind of want more of it. So I don't know. I think it. It's possible. And there's the other thing that someone I mean, mentioned in the same thread is that Ryan Murphy's been teasing, like, a spring season for yeah, the last I mean, few they, years. Yeah, they
1: confirmed that we're at least getting two more for sure, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, two more seasons.
1: All right. It'd well, Eason's be, been saying that for years, about doing, like, two a year.
0: Yeah, I just don't know about because, like, people were saying, like, well, it'll come back. Not only will it be a part two, but it'll come back, like, in March or April of this year, and that... I think that we would already be seeing these people start f- filming, you know.
1: I just don't see how it's possible. He's doing so many things at the same time that yeah. I can't I can't imagine how he possibly like uh, sleeps or does anything besides just, like, write all the seasons of television that are out there. Right. Like, I think we'll know when he's finally gone crazy, when Marsha Clark shows up in the yeah. next season.
0: Well, I wonder that because I also... I've long suspected that, like, he is only really on one particular thing, and, like, he kind of, like, uh, is not as focused on the other. And I feel like that American Horror Story has kind of been that uh, second-tier attention thing for a while. But this year, it's like... I think he's he's paying a lot more attention. He's a lot more involved. I don't know. I'm just making shit up. This is just me as a Yeah, fan. I was going to
1: say, what other things of his are you watching right now that you can compare this to? No, what I'm, season is he on?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I wonder as a person, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe Scream Queens has gone to shit. Uh... Uh, I don't know. Or he's 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 half-assing the uh, Katrina American crime story because he's just so he's so wrapped up in the Ooh. witches and warlocks that'd probably be bad.
1: Yeah, it'd be real bad.
0: Uh, okay, get well, it
1: together, it, Murphy.
0: Anyway, it'd be interesting to see what people kind of like take the temperature of the room and see what people uh, if if people are feeling like more of apocalypse or a second round of apocalypse. Um, because like I, you know. Uh they they could wrap this up with like an X Men style four or five characters standing oh. levitating off the ground with, they just like, throw stuff at each with other with debris orbiting them and then they just throw it at each other and you know, like Oh that's or, how X Men apocalypse ends. Or like so. Dragon
1: Ball Z where there's like three episodes of them <laughs> just charging up their powers. Michael Langdon each other.
0: just uh, charging up his power level. Yeah. Sure. sure. Going yeah. super super warlockian. Mm-hmm. Uh Okay, let's get into the feedback. You can send feedback to us at ahs at baldmove.com, as always. First up, Patrick C. In the latest Feedback Friday, you discussed the wound Cordelia has and how it looked more supernatural than what we've seen with the previous Supremes. What if it's not Michael, but Mallory who's making her fade? If Mallory is in fact an angel or the living embodiment of one uh, in a witch, maybe she's building her power in order to fight the Antichrist, and with Cordelia being the most powerful, it's manifesting that way and not through cancer, as we don't really see Cordelia being ill. I believe Cordelia made some comment on the source of power for witches being something out of light, so maybe the light magic source is what we normally think of as the spiritual. In this season and previous seasons, we have seen demons, angels, ghosts, and other supernatural beings, but they all follow similar similar powers, patterns, and abilities. Plenty of demons have teleported, used mind control, telekinesis, etc., Witches are just humans, however, f- however flawed, who are able to harness these abilities that come naturally to other supernatural beings. Michael, as the Antichrist, is able to pass the seven wonders, but it's not an alpha because he is, in fact, not a warlock. Um, yeah, I actually... I, I don't know about the whole Mallory being an angel thing, although there was some... I mean, is it compelling evidence I that she love, wears a white dress? I <laughs>
1: love the suggestion that angels feast... On human souls when they come to Earth,
0: <laughs> what's well, more, like maybe they su- suck all the oxygen out of the room. Like you know, they're they're burning bright, so all the spare angel dust that Madison's just whoo, blowing willy nilly. Right, right. they need to collect it?
1: Like when you go over a hill in a car um, really fast, <laughs> and you, like your belly drops it gets out. Your belly, yeah, yeah. It's the same thing, except it's actually burning the flesh in your belly. Mm,
0: <laughs> mm, mm. Yes. Um. I mean yeah, yeah obviously you know Michael's not a witch or a warlock he his, his but but I, I, everything else there tracks um I but I, I do I am a little bothered by an angel killing somebody to come onto the playing field but you know I don't know I don't know how I don't know how the god powers work in Murphy's universe have we ever seen like an angelic being or someone that like channels holy energy in in the uh, Ryan's, Ryan, the the Ryan Murphy verse, we had the Angel of Death,
1: right? Yes, the the Angel of Death, death that would fist you to death.
0: The, the administered the fist of death. Yes, um,
1: the Angel of Death. I I, I thought was uh, not to get too far off point, but I thought that was kind of a neutral character, not yeah, someone yeah. that represents hell or um, right heaven. Right. I don't think so. I don't know.
0: I mean, obviously, if you have an Antichrist, I mean, it implies a Christ. If you have a hell, it implies a heaven. Like
1: Right, and obviously, Dennis O'Hare has been in most of the seasons, and I uh-huh. think this is as close as we're going to get to actual angels in the show.
0: Uh, are you re- referring to his uh, transcendent portrayal of Elizabeth Taylor?
1: That or um, the, two, the two penis having a uh what do you call that guy the snake oil yeah yeah the the, the, (laughs) The traveling circus or the the freak
0: freak killer yeah freak capture um (laughs) the other thing i I got in red that i thought was a lot of fun is people like really wanting to see myrtle and liz get together like like Myrtle, myrtle go out to visit the the cortez and have cocktails with that would be pretty pretty awesome Yes. So, and someone actually, it's like the best use of that would be like an after a call-in show, like after the horror, and you have Dennis O'Hare dressed up as Liz Taylor. Yes. And Con- what's her name? Uh, the the one that plays uh, Myrtle. Um, oh, Francis Conroy. Yeah, Francis Conroy, and they're just like dressed up and vamping and dismissing people's twitters and. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet.
1: That would be amazing if we had the potential to make that kind of skit happen. <laughs> yeah,
0: like how much would it cost them to make? But I'm really that?
1: considering you as Myrtle and me as Liz Taylor for Halloween this oh, year. Oh, I think
0: I can do a, a Liz Taylor.
1: But I've already seen what you look like as Myrtle, and it's pretty spot oh, on.
0: Well, it's, oh, but if it, it, so, you're talking about doing a video goof. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe <laughs> if it's a vi- it's a video. I just get a bald cap. Uh, how would I do a Myrtle like? uh I don't know.
1: We'll find a goodwill. It'll be fine.
0: um, Yeah, I'll have to practice. I'll have to practice getting character. Uh, Next up, Ivan E. So I have this crazy theory that I've not been able to shake since episode three. There's one hole in this theory, but the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced that it might just be. Crazy enough to be a Ryan Murphy plot twi- twist. Okay, coming to his Instagram next week. <laughs> what if Cordelia, Myrtle, and Madison are in fact dead? Notice they only came back a Halloween, just like all spirits in his universe. Ooh, the post-apocalyptic timeline seems like uh, seems to have stalled for the time being, and that would make sense if the witches could only be there for Halloween night, and at dawn they disappear. They'd have to save the rest of Halloween night for the later time, and I think the later time would be episode eight. What happens to fall? Which happens to fall on Halloween for us, and is typically how American Horror Story has worked thus far, always airing a Halloween episode around the time of Halloween. Coincidentally, episode eight is called Sojourn, which means a temporary stay, which would make sense if the witches were there only temporarily. The plot hole of my theory is that as spirits, we don't know if the witches could retain their powers. We know Edward Mordrake from Freak Show does have some power when he comes back on Halloween, but we don't know if that would apply to witches. I say it applies to witches. This is a really fucking good theory. This is incredible. Yeah.
1: I like this theory. Yeah,
0: because they established... We're all like, fuck this bullshit masquerade dopey Southern Belle Halloween ball bullshit. But if it gets the witches into the material plane and gives us a proper Halloween episode on Halloween, Mm -hmm. actually Halloween night? Actual Halloween night. That's what I'm talking about. That's
1: how you make a banger
0: that's that's how you that's that's how you bang home the the, the season so that's bang at home. that's pretty that's pretty pretty exciting
1: that's a hot take i yeah. love that
0: yeah 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 um i am i'm am endorsing i am i am on uh i'm endorsing ivan I'm subscribing to his newsletter. I'm <laughs> donating money to his uh, third party Patr- candidacy.
1: Patreon. <laughs>
0: yeah, do you have a Patreon that we can we can pimp Ivan? We need we need we need more quality <laughs> theories like this. Uh, Saralyn, ask your doctor if Saralyn is right for you. <laughs> We now know that Coco is supposed to be a danger detector in addition to her gluten detection abilities. At the beginning, she is sitting in Mr. Gallant's salon when the emergency signal goes off, and she says it's fake like Hawaii. Even being under an identity protection spell, don't you think she'd be able to detect danger like that? A possible missile attack? Yet she says it's fake. Hmm. All right. I'm not sure if Sarah Lynn here is... Is standing up for the theory that like this is all simulation or this isn't all real. Or I mean, one way I could I could explain this in universe is that her danger detector only works when she's personally in danger. But we know that's not true because she can detect gluten.
1: She was personally in danger at that point. Well, but, she had not have gotten on the plane.
0: But literally, like
1: Oh, what if it was a fake? It dro- wasn't
0: it wasn't going to hurt her because she had you know the well, her danger detection spell knew that she had a safe passage for her and her friends yeah cuz i don't, you know again we don't know how to spell we don't know how that well, spell or that power works i
1: think that it was a fake drill that they were doing
0: but mm. then there was
1: an actual attack during that drill <laughs>
0: <laughs> or uh we got the we we got the alert and it was like just a test but then you know norad freaked out and started launching nukes or and it was or it's just it
1: like those the uh, presidential yeah. access lines to uh-huh. your cell phone she's like yeah. oh, this has got to be fake
0: yeah <laughs> our cats I really like how they gave closure and a sweet ending to Moira I'm currently rewatching season one and forgot how much she was fucked over in fact the episode I just rewatched was the one where her bones were covered up by the gazebo that Dr. Harmon built on top to cover the body of the mistress Kate Mara uh, which must be the other skull they found. Yeah, I'm pretty... Yeah. Like, the first skull they found definitely was... Uh, what was Kate Mara's character? Courtney? No. Hannah? So, I don't know. Hayden. 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 I knew it was something. I knew it was something like Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh. Yeah. No, Moria was a... Moira? Sh- Moira was a very tragic character. And I think that... Um, like, it, you know, it it was a long scene, her getting peace with her mom, but I felt like that was the one thing that was kind of earned. Still not sure about, you know, forgiving Tate for all the evil he did. Like, I guess, you know, demon possession gets you off the hook for everything. I don't know. Um,
1: You know, Moira, for me, is a good example of one of those confusing kind of characters, much like Michael Langdon, like I talked about in our Wednesday podcast. Mm-hmm. Because they wanted us to think that she was kind of a bad person, but also was a victim. So it makes you feel very conflicted about whose side you're on at any time. Yeah. Because, you know, her story was that she slept with Constance's husband, and then he came back for more and raped her, and she killed her for it. Yeah,
0: I, yeah, but I always got the opinion that like she was really forced and pressured into the 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 sex thing. It wasn't like she.
1: I mean, we don't know how the. Fr- I can't. You know, I'm only speculating, but she's also does some really shitty things. Like, for instance, appearing as a young, beautiful woman that attempts to seduce every man that enters the house.
0: Oh, her ghost is asking for it. Is that what you're saying? Um, really, really. 2018 on this podcast. This is the shit you're pulling
1: and she appears as like a as an old woman to all the women in the house well i mean which is i, I i'm not sure what kind of message that is she just hates men personally or that's it's, part of her curse, and she has no power over it. I mean, I, no, I just don't understand. But I did like the character. I don't want to undercut that. I really like the yeah, character, yeah. and I agree. I think she had a great ending. But at that part, always confused me. How am I supposed? What, what, what does Ryan Murphy feel about her?
0: I know it's, and it, this seems like to be a problem with like these these parables. Like like I, I've always said this on True Blood, right? Like you're supposed to understand that True Blood is a very much like. Um, an analogy about you know, uh, gay people coming out of the out of the coffin yeah. like you know coming out of the closet and trying to get societal acceptance except for in this universe gay people are actually monsters that <laughs> kill you and turn you into them and do all the things that you know the the, the the people like to ascribe to falsely to gay people and it's like sometimes the metaphors get really mixed. If true blood was a one-to one analogy then gay people would be very dangerous. Right, uh, And I always felt like that kind of conflict when I was watching that, too. Like, when you got the social commentary that you're mixing up with actual, like, monsters and supernatural creatures, it's like, sometimes you get the, some really weird... Moral places. Same thing in Freak Show. The freaks were always about how they're just innocent and they're just trying to make their way and we should feel sorry for them. And I'm like, all right, right on board. And then they slaughter a bunch of people.
1: (laughs) Innocent people, yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm like, well, fuck. I was on your side until and maybe the the idea is like uh, if you push people to a breaking point, then they can become monsters. Maybe Um, the
1: idea is that people aren't always black and white.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's no model, model. The, like the whole model minority thing is bullshit. Uh, and, it, it, can get, it can get complicated. It's it's uh, much like
1: the Stockholm syndrome we're experiencing. Yeah, uh, we just uh, we just presented a problem and then talked ourselves into why uh, exactly it, you know, it's okay.
0: Exactly, uh, <laughs> Murphy can do whatever he wants because he we're we're invested. It's been eight seasons. It's a long time. More than enough time to get Stockholm syndrome uh renna r loved this episode had excellent pacing especially for an episode that's essentially just a police procedural hmm. never thought of it that way but i guess it pretty much is these guys are investigating uh doing a background investigation on, on michael langdon yep sarah paulson did a great job but coming from a recent marathon of season one i noticed they used a lot of new camera angles it sounds like a minor thing but it really made the house feel off uh it's because they were shooting around all the furniture that's in this house that the real like the re- the people wouldn't wouldn't move out you know yeah it's like you want after seven years to come back no we're gonna really we're gonna really rake you over to Cole's. we're not moving our couch you find the new angle shoot from the top of the staircase murphy <laughs> uh well, that's right in response to your questions violet's body was never found kate Uh, Tate killed the inspector that discovered her, and Constance told the police that she ran off with the baby after Ben Harmon killed himself. There seems to be three types of ghosts. One, ghosts that aren't aware they died and are stuck in a loop, like Nora and the Black Dahlia. Two, ones who are aware but have unfinished business, such as Moira and the college girlfriend. Three, the ones who are aware but still trapped, which are most of them. The ghost rules are all over the place, though. I think it's best to see this house as a purgatory. You can't be a spirit that doesn't realize they're dead, or you can... Be a spirit that doesn't realize they're dead and exist in a loop or you can be a ghost that accept death and your mental uh state when you died is all that stays with you i think at this point they're trying to infer during that season and this episode that a ghost can essentially go through a 12-step program until they peace out hayden basically therapied at norma and black dahlia out of their loop by helping them remember their death as stupid as tate's redemption s- scene was his arc is necessary for showing these rules he couldn't remember what he did and how he died until the Halloween episode. then he had to accept and confess the sins to Ben it wasn't until he finally got the love and acceptance from Violet, which he told Hayden he'd wait on forever at the end of season one that he could move on but so I guess I went back and rewatched the scene at the end arena, and uh I feel like when you say he could move on i'm thinking move on in like the Moyerist sense where he can leave the house and get peace and maybe leave this mortal plane finally and i don't see any evidence of that at the end of the it like, seems like he's got a happily ever after and that he can live in this ghost house with violet but he didn't like disappear into ghost mist or anything right um so yeah i don't know like it's to me it's it's weird having the bones not having the bones um <sighs> I it's there's still some inconsistency. And, and you don't know what it's ghost. I don't really need it to be super consistent unless mm-hmm. they make it into a plot point. You know, like like if the season hinges on whether someone's bone is in an attic or not, then you know, that poor deer. Yeah. His bones as long as they're up in the a tree, he's never going to get he's going to be stuck in his murder house. Oh,
1: you're right. Poor Bambi. How do you feel how do we feel about Tate and Violet's ending?
0: I yeah, I, I mean, so I was you know, if if Tate was possessed by the hell mouth of Murder House, it's like if if we had technology where you could like slap a piece of Velcro on someone's back and remote control them, right? Yeah. And that person under the control of the Velcro patch murdered somebody, and then you found out in court. Oh, well, you look, know he had the Velcro patch on. He wasn't responsible for his own actions. Like that would be a real defense, right? Like literal, like well, you didn't really murder. Someone else controlled you into murdering it. So like demon possession checks out if he's actually possessed by an evil force he's not responsible for his actions so i guess i'm okay with him and violet getting together it's just
1: is that what we're saying happened
0: i mean that's kind of what yeah this show this episode stated that the evil left uh tate and entered michael langdon and now tate is basically a good guy when did the
1: evil enter him
0: enter Tate. Yeah. When, I don't know. Like, I I feel like that the story of murder house is this place is coincidentally built over like a portal, like a thin place, uh, a a thin place between the living and the dead that happens to be hell adjacent. Right. And this house is corrupting people and doing things to to manipulate, to bring about an antichrist. Hmm. Um, so like it, you know, it's got like some kind of primary evil that it kind of jumps and manipulate, but, but, I mean, I think that's what they're trying to say, so that's
1: what led him to kill all those kids in the school, yeah, and then yeah. he came home to kill himself,
0: yeah, so I, I again if if that's the story they're telling, then I guess that checks out uh, so I'm fine with him. I don't you know? know, it
1: doesn't make it any have any less happen though, right, him raping her mother,
0: but yeah, I but it's
1: like crazy. And he did nothing but terrorize her the entire la- the entire first season.
0: You're, I mean, I, I, he I
1: was just always there and just, you know, always b- being very controlling. If I you think, had the Velcro possessive. patch,
0: if you had the Velcro patch, like that's the thing, like I, that's what you got to decide for yourself. Was he under control of an a malevolent evil spirit? And once he's not under that control, how does he handle himself? And the only thing they told us is that he saved, uh, Violet's mom from having her soul blasted by <laughs> by by Michael Langdon. All right. So, I, like I said, I, you know, and if, well, fuck Evan uh, Peters and
1: I mean, I'm just it's still a I, terrible I, start to a relationship.
0: Sure. Like even if I like even if I had a velcro patch on and I raped and, and I raped your mother, <laughs> that's still something to get over, right? Yes. Like that would be like, yeah, velcro patch no, I just can't I can't delete that I, You know image. what? I
1: forgive you, but that doesn't mean this is going to work that's out. That's right. That's yeah. right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Let's just be friends. And also, I'm going to be checking your back every day of the rest of your life to make sure that Velcro <laughs> is not there. It's Velcro. It's evil. It's <laughs> evil. Evil Velcro. It's uh <laughs> Why does Satanist's it have to be plot. Velcro? I, I don't know. I don't Because that's <laughs> something that would stick to someone's back, I guess.
1: <laughs> the adhesive side of one half of a Velcro patch Velcro is, is a, what I'm imagining. Is
0: a conspiracy by Anton LaVey to channel <laughs> demon energy into people. Okay. Yeah, it's something the Church of Satan has started. This, so take it up with him, not me. <laughs> uh, Scott from Chicago. Okay. I woke up this morning to a bowl of crow for me to eat and incorrectly defining the definite answer to Michael's aging process. I still think mine is better, but I got a real kick out of Michael playing video games with his legs held over the bed, staring ominously at Constance. That was pretty entertaining. Uh,
1: that was that. That was funny. I yeah. used to play video games that way growing up. Oh,
0: it's so funny because like my I did, my son does this now. Where like I'll come into his room and he's in some kind of contortionist pose, <laughs> you know, upside down, sideways, with his legs hanging off the back of the thing, playing video games upside down. What I'm like, What are you doing? What? what? You're back. <laughs> Don't you know you just put your ass in a couch and you have, like, you, you move as little as possible. You get as comfy as positions you, so you can just go You your legs numb.
1: every once in a while. Yeah,
0: just to keep the circulation going. Yeah. But, yeah, kids, man, they're like all kinds of flexible and they just never hurt. They never hurt. They're so no painful about it, too. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah.
0: Ugh, kids. Youth. Youth is wasted on young. <laughs> <laughs> uh, new theory. Scott, he is not cowed. He's coming back in a new theory. The unnamed eyeless child. The very, very beginning of the episode of the first season, we saw a young girl with Down syndrome warning the twin boys who came to vandalize the house that they would regret entering the home. Because of her syndrome, I think we all thought it was Adelaide. In a later episode, Constance refers to loving all four of the children she had, yet we only meet three of them. Perhaps the young girl is actually Adeline's twin? I mean... She doesn't look anything like Adelaide, is the deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, she's definitely an unnamed fourth child of Constance, that's, and she's got weird mouth eyes. Uh, are they are they mouth eyes or are they empty eye sockets?
1: Uh, they're empty eye sockets.
0: Uh, <laughs> Scott goes on to speculate. Um, maybe Tate plucked her eyes out in one of his psychotic episodes? Who knows at this point? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Did they, like, because that's the other thing, is like... I wonder what Constance would have felt like if Tate had actually attacked one of the family. Because it seemed like that was kind of like a line he didn't, you know, should, that's that's very important to her children and all that. Who? So.
1: He killed Bo. Did he? Yeah. What do you mean? He smothered him with a pillow.
0: No, uh, uh, Dennis O'Hare did that.
1: Oh, right. Okay.
0: At At Constance's behest.
1: Yes, that is that is right.
0: So, so, I
1: think w- Constance is pretty much cool with it. Mm, mm,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's the, again, that's the problem with the season one, is, like, a lot of characters get kind of all over the map to, to suit whatever story of the week that, that Murphy wanted to tell, so it's a little, little muddy. Uh, TB in Kansas. Uh, to
1: Binkinsaw, you mean?
0: Well, they've taken to sending emails with the T, period, B, period, like, they're, they're on to my, they're on to my nonsense. <laughs> And uh, there's, there'll be no more to Binkensaws as long as, as this keep happen, <laughs> keep happening. TB, I see what you're doing there. It's interesting that Coven is your favorite season because it was generally considered a letdown after the first two seasons by fans who had watched from the beginning. But Ooh, he's calling you out. I, yeah, I feel very called out. But if it was the first season you saw, then it was your first exposure to the world of American horror story and the unique atmosphere and gimmicks that it was known for. It's also interesting that you didn't care for a uh, murder house or asylum as much when you went back and watched them after the other seasons, because by then, maybe you're desensitized to the usual shtick and wouldn't have found it as original or fresh as viewers did back in 2011, when it was so unlike anything else on TV we've ever seen. So this is essentially my Guy Ritchie film theory. Like whatever guy Ritchie film you see first, you will think is the best, mm-hmm. and all of his other stuff derivative and hack because they're all essentially the same movie, right you know you see Lockstock first, you think it's amazing and and snatch is crap, you see snatch first, you think lock lock lockstock is is shitty, what's the other one that he had with Tom rock Hardy and Rolla. yeah rock you see you see rock and Rolla first, and you think everything else is a pay limitation like
1: well, that's not the quite quite the same comparison.
0: I mean, it kind of, it's kind of what he's saying. He's saying there's a he's usual stick. The,
1: the first two seasons are the strongest, and people who watch from the beginning maintain that.
0: Right, and every every sane person knows that Snatch is the best Guy Ritchie film. I get that. I get that. But uh, I mean, I don't know. Like uh, I'd have. I am in the process of watching Coven, and I will be looking out for that. But to me, um, I I thought season one of Murder House was just kind of not great period uh i really liked the first half approximately of asylum but then it got into doing the murphy things i don't i don't know i'm sure there's a few episodes in coven that i'm not going to like or think are, are kind of wild and crazy but i mean it's all subjective i don't know like it's probably a waste of my time to convince people <laughs> that coven is the best or american you know or murder house is the worst or whatever I
1: watched Murder House the first year it
0: came out, mm-hmm. and I thought it was hot garbage, and I thought it was ridiculous.
1: Mm-hmm. We came back to Coven, and then we started podcasting, I think, around Freak Show, and that's when I went back and watched Asylum. Oh, I didn't know that. And then I watched Murder House again, also, because I didn't, I didn't take it very seriously. I thought that maybe I missed something, and I hadn't really watched it the whole way through, so I gave it, I gave it the old college try. What
0: would you think? And it- I did
1: appreciate it much more the second time mm. around. Mm. But I think after rewatching them a couple of times now, I think that I think it's the third time I've seen Murder House and the second time I've seen the asylum season. Uh And I think that Coven was much stronger after watching those two.
0: Moving on to his next points. Murder House is my favorite season, so I really got a kick out of the li- latest episode. Of course, I want to know why Morgan did not recognize Cordelia in the persona of Billy or Fiona in the person persona of Constance, but it was great seeing the old stomping ground and original characters. Yeah, I just... They just look completely... This is a quantum leap situation. Like, you got to understand that Scott Bakula looks like the person he's supposed to look like, uh you know when he shows up as martin luther king jr you're supposed to understand he's a black minister you know right. like that's just like yeah it's weird and kind of like funny and and meta and i also i love that how they used uh, like madison when she sees billy she's like who the hell are you like she's completely a stranger i i i like actually think that's really cool and the way they're doing it this season where they just don't acknowledge it is perfect uh, one inconsistency I want to point out is back in Season 1, after the Harmons died, Moira informed them that she wasn't their maid anymore because she don't work for ghosts. Yeah, Here in this episode, we see her being bossed around by Constance and acting as her maid. Also, Murder House ended with the unified Harmon family resolved to scaring away any potential buyers. I guess at some point they gave up that plan. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I would write that off as Moira and Constance just being in like this weird odd couple like mutually antagonistic scenario you know because obviously i mean is she really working for her because like there's a ton of dust on the mantelpiece and you know I, I feel like it's all a bunch of them you know giving each other shit i don't think she has to do that but as far as the Harmons giving up i don't know maybe michael langdon changed all that um so
1: right yeah maybe do you have um, any,
0: any theories on that
1: no, but it did make me. No, I have no theories about that. Okay, um, but it did make me think of w- when you mentioned Madison earlier. How is Madison getting away with playing this guy's wife? How does nobody recognize a movie star who's supposed to be dead in a bank buying a house in Los Angeles?
0: Mm, that's that's a really good question.
1: This just occurred to me. I'm Maybe she, she
0: should have. They, yeah, they should have just said that ah, we glamored. Had a, did a, did a glamor.
1: Oh, we're just not going to address it, though. Yeah. That's fine.
0: But they could have just been like, I'm yeah, just going to, just going uh, <laughs> to, let, 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 let me, let me quick, let, let me do a quick glamor here behold. <laughs> uh, P.S. Why is it every time a TV witch needs blood in one of their rituals or spells, they always slice open the palm of their hand with a knife? It seems like the least practical place to cut oneself if you need their own blood for a spell. is going to take a long time to heal. In the meantime, you would have very little use of your hands. In fact, almost any other place in the body would cause less discomfort and inconvenience afterwards. For example? Yes.
1: Oh, I was waiting for the list of better oh. places to cut yourself.
0: <laughs> your finger, like that, di- you know, like di- diabetics the Diabetics haven't figured out. Doesn't count. Yeah. Well, come on. Any,
1: anywhere below the wrist. I, uh, I need a better example. It could be
0: because, like, isn't that a part, like, a, a plot point in Harry Potter that, like, this bloodletting is actually supposed to make you weaker? Like, like it's like you're giving some of your vital life force. It's 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 an injury that you give yourself to it, like you have to pay a price to to do this thing so it's like it could be your hand being all fucked up is a a, a price you'd pay because yeah like cuts on the palm of your hand are the fucking worst cuz you use your palm of your hand for everything
1: right yeah and it's just it doesn't even bleed that fast right I, right like the fastest bleeding or the most bleeding ones maybe you cut yourself on the scalp
0: do like a wrestler yeah like a, like a razor blade right at the right at the hairline yes. and you'll bleed like a stuck pig
1: yeah why don't mick people foley
0: you just, mick foley'd be the world's greatest witch he can just like <laughs> yes. squirt blood on command uh anyway let's move on to zach s <laughs> Did I miss a detail in season 1? Could they not get the actress who played young Moira back or is there an in universe reason that she's stuck as old maid Moira? Ooh.
1: Don't get me wrong,
0: I love me some Francis Conroy, but Moira was never a maid and never lived to be that old uh as she was shot by Constance as a young woman.
1: Wait, she was a maid?
0: Uh I think like old maid. Uh, uh is is but yeah, that's a it's unfortunate uh homonym synonym kind of thing going on. It sounded like they gave synonym they sound like they gave jessica lang a lampshade like it was implied that moira was choosing to present as an old woman but why it's not consistent with her characters tragic arc centers on her never getting to live her life and reach her potential uh i don't know is it like the equivalent of a woman being like sexually assaulted and then wearing baggy sweaters to kind of like as a as a as a, a way of defending themselves against that like moira was sexually abused and assaulted, so now like she only chooses to present as a young woman when she's fucking with people, and this old woman aspect is a more comfortable or safe persona to inhabit yeah, I don't know, probably they couldn't get the young woman back to uh play the hot maid right, or maybe she's gaining she she had like three kids since then, and she's she's gaining like seventy five 80 pounds and murphy's like uh thanks but no thanks but yeah i i I don't know for a single it's like it's maybe tough to get somebody for a single like just for the single shot in an episode and also who would she be it does seem like she did more difficult
1: than jessica lang
0: well here's the thing like also we saw in the first season of murder house that she pretty much went around as the old woman unless she was trying to fuck with the living there's no living person here to fuck with except for a gay man And a very young, bitchy woman, and they're both witches, and that was immediately established as soon as the ghost started appearing, so she could have just, like, not bothered. Right. So, uh, let's see. Zach uh, has a couple ghost rules he wants to float by us. Your spirit remains at the house only if you die in a property. Yep, that's for sure. Once that happens, your spirit's trapped here. You have an option to be seen or not seen, but you're bound to the house unless... Halloween! Halloween! Two, if your bones are removed from the property, your spirit may also leave with the bones. It's unclear whether you get your hand stamped at the door and can come and go as you please at that point, but it's clear that once your bones leave, you get the choice to leave. Uh, okay. And that's about it. They seem to be a special case in season one, like the monster confined in the basement and Beauregard being trapped in the attic, but Beau was downstairs in his episodes. They may be going for more simplified, consistent formula that lends itself better to the plot of the season. I mean, I, I don't think that like Beauregard couldn't go downstairs. It's just that he lived in the attic, so that's kind of the place he haunts, right. You know the monster was uh, assembled down in the basement, and that's kind of the place that they're comfortable haunting like I don't tata. know that these are these are rules so much as just like the ghost's personal preference
1: right exactly, where they feel comfortable like moira's old skin. i
0: mean if you got a large enough house everyone's got a room that they almost never go in right it's like oh this is the dining room right we only need to use this twice a year yeah it's it's 300 square square foot of space we use two times a year (laughs) better have it couldn't take the family out to dinner
1: that table accumulates junk like none other though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. give it credit for that.
0: Yeah. It's like boxes and just you start putting, you know, then sacks
1: then, of bills and
0: then you you get the uh what do they call those uh McDonald's
1: toys that'll be good for something someday.
0: No, you get you get a treadmill in there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's over. And it's over. It becomes kind of the gym.
1: Yeah. And then you start hanging clothes off the side. And then
0: you start hanging. Yeah. So now, now the it's not a First gym anymore. On hangers but then... you can't use it for a dining room because well, you are going to have a fancy party and with have the like, treadmill
1: in the room with, no.
0: with clothes hanging on it so no. people can see your shame and your failure? <laughs> right. Nah, that's not. That's not how. That's not how life in America works. That room <laughs> just gets shut off and haunted by the bows of the world. I
1: feel like we might be triggering. A- how many people do you think we're triggering right now who have that exact situation well, going Cecily, on in Well, Cecily, the
0: number's not zero. Mm. Uh, with that in mind, I think everything's consistent with the two rules. Moira couldn't leave until her bones were removed. Constance died on the couch and was probably removed almost right away. But her spirit could have chosen to remain and did. Adelaide. So, so okay. I could buy that if your body is still on the property, you can't leave. If your body's removed from the property and you died on it, you can kind of come and go as you please. I, okay, that that sure. I unless <laughs> unless something unless something disproves it. I, that's that's my new operating theory on this stuff. Anything to add? No. Uh, Alina Mack, Did anyone else feel like last week Stevie Nicks solo was like Family Guy throwing in a Conway Twitty clip? Uh, I, I love that Jessica Lange is back, Yas Queen, but hopefully no musical numbers in her one and only episode. I
1: what? I think the Who musical. Whoever hopes that you don't get a Jessica Lange musical number?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's like people in the forum were calling foul about Life on Mars. Who didn't like Life on Mars? And I I think that's one of the things I like about American horror story. She just might bust out in a song, you know? It might happen. It's in it's not it's in this show's performance envelope for a musical to happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, I wish more of my favorite shows would get singing in the rain every once in a while.
1: Right, I miss the time when movie stars had to have all of the talents. Right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. dance, sing, act, and be incredibly drunk and high on pills at the same time. Yeah,
0: almost no situation would I not buy a musical number like uh uh you, the Expanse. Proto molecule takes over the crew and has them do uh you know a vita. I'm totally down for that. I'm yep. totally down for that. Uh. You know, The Leftovers had some had a couple of musical numbers, kind of, sort of, at least uh, in some memorable karaoke. Like, yeah, I, I like it when my shows get musical. Yeah. Do not endorse this viewpoint.
1: And also, speaking of endorsing viewpoints, I was listening to Sirius XM the other day, and The Name Game by Shirley Ellis came on. So there that you go. is almost certainly a confirmation bias, at least. Mm-hmm. That uh, it's asylum's gonna be a part of the season. It's,
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that uh, you that, were
1: all on board too, and I just walked you right off the ledge.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, sure. There, though I think there will be a callback to every single season. Um, honestly, bringing Pepper, like the act, is the, playing. Bringing the actress to plays Pepper is that enough of a nod to uh, Asylum and Freak Show? Yeah. Because there was actually a crazy theory on Reddit that someone said that the aliens fixed Pepper, and with her full no. faculties, she chose to become a Satanist.
1: Yes! <laughs> Why didn't you st- lead with that? That's the best theory I've heard.
0: Because I thought it was crazy. I mean, she'd have to have a lot of orthodontic work, but, you know, the Satanists have a very good healthcare plan. Yes, they They're do. They're actually really progressive. They just murder virgins every once in a while. right? You know? Would yeah. you, you murder virgin... You Uh, a black mass once a year to get affordable health care who wouldn't
1: affordable health care
0: affordable
1: yes absolutely not even
0: free just affordable (laughs) yes (laughs) i'm willing to pay a 12 virgin price for that
1: wait but does it cover orthodontia
0: no, no, no. That's an that's that's an extra one and a half virgin per year. Uh, okay. Yeah. So it's essentially it's like an every other year kind of thing to get the one and a half. Um, all right, Michelle from Cali. They finally created a scene so horrific and sickening that it ties with the cricket disembowelment scene in Roanoke for the most gruesome shit. That was pretty bad.
1: Cricket disembowelment.
0: Yeah, you don't remember that?
1: Oh yeah.
0: Uh, when the villagers came back and split that oh, that dude, yeah. um, bone tomahawked him. The whole scene with the satanist killing, then rit- uh, ripping the heart out of the girl, then Michael taking a bite out of it, made me wince and cover my mouth as I gasp and cringed. Still a little nauseated just thinking about it. Yeah, I mean that's why I really have a hard time with the torture porn because, like, this poor actor like really sold the whole like suffering and like satanist whispering, you know, soothingly as he's gutting her, and then. Yeah, it's it's terrible. It's terrible. And then he does the full on Khaleesi with the heart. Uh, yeah, like I said, this is the things I was missing from the season: genuine horror and dread. And they're they're putting a little bit of that in there. So this might be. This is shaping up to be my new favorite season. Honestly, really. Yeah, I mean, it's like one That's of those things where strong. like can can the predecessor ever exceed the you know the original like you know do you have to give credit to like the original seasons that birthed it or i don't know like no i think it can be better (laughs) we'll see red lancer the murder house ghosts are probably lucky michael left when he did he wouldn't have been very far from systematically going through the house and soul burning all of them which we're assuming is likely a fate worse than death um can they can he can he force a ghost to manifest and then or can he just soul because if, if they just hide from him he can never do that and it does seem like it's a power of a ghost can have to, like, refuse to manifest to the living.
1: Right, yeah. I
0: don't know if that applies to Hellboys, though.
1: Yeah, I don't know either.
0: Like, he can just, like, yank him out of the wall and soul burn him? <laughs> God. <the laughs> I smell don't think of, so,
1: or else Tate, there's no way Tate could have saved Vivian from they're that. They're never
0: selling that ho- house again, because I know one thing. You can't get the smell of burning ghosts out. There's no. not of activated oh, no. carbon in the fucking world. It's
1: worse than like burning hair.
0: Oh god, the yeah. stench of a burnt ghost. Oh god, oh, no. Yeah, and, this, and
1: it stains too.
0: Yeah, and you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna walk one foot in there, and like all the baked apple pies in the world, mm-hmm. all the potpourri. It's just gonna just just. There's reek. not enough
1: Yankee candles in the world. No,
0: no, not even uh red lancer continues i was even surprised the world's worst seal and clum uh clum got out relatively unscathed we know from the hotel season the witch beats vampire ghost beats witch in a supernatural game of rock paper scissors uh so if you if you want to play that game at home if you want to do witch you throw up a west side gang sign Vampire is like bunny ears, but like you know, like like you know, like fangs. You like like you <laughs> like the, you, you, you make bun you make a victory sign, and then you kind of curl them and wiggle them, and that's your vampire fangs. Why do you have
1: to wiggle them? Teeth don't move.
0: Fangs do when they're biting you. <laughs> and then and then ghost is just a, a palm, and you wiggle your fingers like it's a like you put your palm like 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 you're trying to show off your nails to your lady friends. You put your hand out like a Nazi salute. You limp your wrist and drop it. And then you put your fingers straight down and you wiggle them like it's like a little Pac-Man ghost. And okay. that's how you pay, play Vampire Witch Ghost. <laughs> okay. Rock, paper, scissors, over. Vampire Witch Ghost from here on out. Right. Uh, Jamie91 as our closer. This is the first. Oh, and it's kind of a bummer. Kind of oh. a bummer. Jamie's not feeling this season. So let's, 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 all, let's all support let's him. So
1: i it down a notch. I know we've had a lot of fun, but.
0: Let's all support him in this time. This is his time, a time of grief. Uh, this is the first episode I didn't immediately want to rewatch because it's a slog. A nostalgic, mildly amusing, and momentarily breathtaking slog. That's like the opposite of a slog, Jamie. If it's mildly amusing and, and, and it took your breath away, albeit momentarily, and gave you a sense of nostalgia, uh, that's 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 that can't be a slog, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there is literally no action but one entropic, hopeless story of pain right after the other. So much pain. Save Moira, Tate, and Violet. I guess <laughs> I guess it's fitful though, since this is a story about evil's adolescence. This episode disturbed me in ways I never thought possible. It made me contemplate the nature of true evil. Uh but it's a slog. Uh I mean the look of glee joy on the faces of the black mass uh participants. I think they call these the I did a little research. They call these black popes. Oh really? Yeah.
1: Oh, I think that's also what they're calling the second season black of black bishops,
0: young- black figure. They have the whole like it's essentially the Roman Catholic Church, you add black to it and that's Satanist. Yeah. Uh, the devil is called Black Jesus.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> and, and they're... I mean, it's that's that's just what they call him. Yeah. Uh, this episode, Disturbed Me in Way... Okay, we were talking about this. Um, maybe I've always secretly just wanted to watch it for Sarah Paulson and Hot Shirtless Men, or maybe I don't like Murder House, but let's get back to The Witch Feud. Um, but hey, everybody watches this show for different things, and that's perfectly... Perfectly all right to watch it for Sarah Paulson and Hot Shirtless Men. I think Zach. But if was... it's any
1: consolation, Sarah Paulson directed this episode.
0: Yeah, I think Zach S was watching uh, for the young Moira. I mean, we've all got our soft spots, Jamie. Uh, I hope we get back to the Witch Feud next next week, and you can follow follow your bliss. Uh, Witch Feud and the Warlocks. Little known fact, Jamie, so you can get excited. Uh, it's their custom in battle to strip down to the waist. <laughs> Uh, because their clothing, their capes, it's ironic. It actually interferes with their magic. So right. when it's time to get down and dirty, they just they get all that stuff stripped off.
1: Tradition's tradition, though. It's
0: very, very. Sp- sp- they, they, they the, the warlock tradition goes back to ancient Sparta. When before a battle, they would get naked, wrestle, and oil each other up. Another weird thing: Spartans were all about those capes too. And hats. Caps- wide brimmed hats. <laughs> Cates and wide brimmed <laughs> Wide brimmed horsehair helmets. Hopefully next week will be better for you, Jamie. That is it for us. We'll be back next week again on Wednesday night for the Instant Take. And uh, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That one just ripped out of me. Uh, We'll be back Friday for Feedback Friday. Send your feedbacks in, please, to AHS at baldmove.com. Until then, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. Have a great weekend, y'all.